0: Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast. Podcast, an exploration of ancient wisdom.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are on episode number 57. 57. My name is Shama Sangeeta.
0: My name is Pridharshani.
1: And my name is Shamali. And we are the Modern Yogi Podcast. The Modern Yogi Podcast at Modern Yogi podcast on Instagram so please Beautiful. make sure to follow us if you have any comments questions concerns we are going through the Bhagavad Gita from start to finish so thank you so much for following along we are currently on chapter 7 text number 28. Yeah. And I think, okay, if all goes well in this episode, guys, we are going to finish this entire chapter. I'm crossing my fingers. We're going to finish and then we'll get up to chapter eight in our next Beautiful. episode. That's so exciting. Yeah. I yeah. cannot so,
0: believe we're in chapter, we're close to chapter eight. I know. Yeah. Time Oof. has been flying. You know what they say
2: when you're having fun? <laughs> time
1: flies when you're having
2: fun. <laughs> so, chapter seven is all about, titled Knowledge of the Absolute. So, we discussed so many things in this episode. Like Shama said, if all goes well. We're going to give a beautiful little summary that's embedded in the purport on the final text. But essentially, we're leaving chapter six, which is all about dhyana yoga. And we've entered these next chunks of chapters, starting with chapter seven, is all about developing love. Because if you break down the Bhagavad Gita, you can chunk it into three different sections. So we're in the middle section, all about love of Krishna, how to love him, knowing about him. And we've always said to know someone is to love someone. So we're diving deeper into. Krishna.
1: All right, and a quick recap of last episode. So Krishna talked about how he knows everything that happened in the past, everything that is happening now, and everything that will happen in the future. That's a pretty mm. cool superhero mm. move, isn't it? Super yeah. cool. And who can do that? Only Krishna can. And so he truly knows all. But who truly knows Krishna? Oh, I like that. Right? He knows
0: all, Ooh. but who knows Krishna? Ooh. Yeah, I love that. Not a lot of people. And you know who wrote that? Who, oh, oh, our beautiful Shams and Gita I mean, you know, I, I dabble in a little bit <laughs> of the writing. I write all the captions, you know, but it's You're not my so talent. It. Yeah. It's Krishna you writing are through me. So good right? at it, and we appreciate you so much because so that was beautifully
1: said, beautifully yeah. written. Thank you so much. I, yeah. You know, it reminds me of my mom. When my mom used to be like every every time I did something good or right in life, she'd be like, "That's not you. That's Krishna." Uh-huh. <laughs> so now I can never take any credit for anything. So, <laughs> well, write, even writing talent is you Krishna. know. I was actually about
2: to comment. That's a nice reframing when you were like, oh, the ability comes from Krishna. And I've heard some people be like, Um, who aren't necessarily on this path and are getting to know the philosophy. I've heard some people say like, oh, so whenever I do something bad is me, but something good is Krishna. And it's like, you know, sometimes we (laughs) we have...
1: That's a good point. I never really (laughs) thought about
2: it like that. But the thing is, I think we have such a bit... what, What roots us and anchors us to this world is our ego. And our ego is so intertwined and embedded in the most subtle aspects that is very hard to kind of tease apart reality from, our ego's perspective of reality. So attributing our, our good qualities to Krishna doesn't take away from, yeah, you're you're empowered by Krishna. It's still Shama Sangita writing these captions, but she's just acknowledging where it comes from. Yeah, it's a
0: sense of gratitude, right? Exactly. It's, it's not necessarily to say that you have no part in this because right. your hands wrote it, your brain thought it, and you are an individual because Krishna's in your heart, but you still have your individuality, right? Right. Um, but it's more about being <laughs> grateful for the gifts that you were given, for Krishna giving you this ability and this way of using it for being an instrument right
2: exactly because the deeper you go into a spiritual path it's about like priya said Gratitude and the invocation prayers we mm-hmm. say at the beginning, gratitude for the line of teachers we come from, is gratitude and awareness in all aspects that contribute to us being here right now in the Modern Yogi
1: podcast. Oh, well, gee golly, guys. <laughs> that was beautiful. I think one of the most powerful forces in this universe is this attitude of gratitude. So, I like that. Thank you. Attitude of gratitude. Love it. <laughs> all right. Before we start with chapter seven, text number 28, can I have the invocation, ladies, please? Yes.
2: Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Shakshurun Militam Yena Tazmai
1: Shri Gurave Namaha Translation, I was born in the darkness, ignorance, and my spiritual teacher opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful bases onto them. Beautiful. Love it. Look at us. <laughs> so, okay,
0: perfect. Shall we? I was going to say before we yeah. start, uh, for those people that are like, well, when I do bad things, that's me. But, yeah. you know, for the bad things, I mean, like for the good <laughs> things and the bad things, all of them come from Krishna. Right. And and one of them is about being grateful and the other one's about taking accountability so that we can become better.
2: Exactly. Okay. Right. Because... I like that point because Krishna's given us, in a way, the raw material, so to speak. Yeah. And then we have free will. So whether we choose to use it in a good or a bad way, that's up to us. Yeah. But Krishna's given us the materials to yeah. work with. Nice.
1: All right. Chapter
2: seven. Let's start in. Text number 28.
0: Persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life and whose sinful actions are completely eradicated are free from the dualities of delusion... And they engage themselves in my service with determination. One more time, please. Yes. Should I break it down a little bit? Yeah, let's break it down. Let's do it one part at a time. Mm -hmm. Persons who have acted piously in previous lives... So, if you were a nun, I'm just kidding. It could be (laughs) be anything. It could be a wealthy person who gave a lot to charity, who gave a lot of
1: donations, who was a philanthropist, who
0: was a spiritual person. It could have been a person that was very poor, but always chose to give to others. Yeah. Very moral, right? Even if they didn't
1: have any money, but they were still always acting on the right side of morality and doing acts of
0: service. So, any persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life, Right, so
2: continue the process. Not like okay, yeah. dust my hands off, work's Dun. done. That's it. I've yeah. achieved
0: perfection. <laughs> and whose sinful actions are completely eradicated. So I, I have a point about this one. Yes, okay. but it's a, maybe a whole conversation, so I won't get into it just now. Okay. okay? So,
1: but those good people whose sinful actions are are gone, erased, erased. Yes. Yes. yes,
0: are free from the dualities of delusion. So right. they're not confused by this world so much. They they know that there will be difficulty and and we just have to try our best to remember Krishna, to do acts of service, to become the kind of person that the Bhagavad Gita is telling us to be. Exactly.
2: Right? Yep. Being a devotee doesn't mean you don't go through difficult times, oh, but yeah. it comes to mind one thing that I've always heard my parents say, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So mm. how we respond to the situations we go through. Yeah. Um,
0: and they, so that was... Are eradicated from uh, free from the, uh, from the dualities of delusion, and they engage themselves in my Krishna service with determination. Mm. I like that with determination, right? Because I think right. sometimes life is hard, and we still have to we have to be <clears throat> determined in order to accomplish something, right? Even if it's something we want, even if whatever it might be, right? Right. So.
1: What is the point that you wanted to make about
0: sinful actions Ooh, are completely eradicated? I have a thought about that one. Yeah. Um, so you know. Let's. I wanted to introduce the the conversation of Ikadashi. Okay.
2: Ooh. Okay. What is this? <laughs> we <laughs> because, may have talked about it briefly in the beginning. I think. Yeah. Does
0: anyone want to give a little what they like? How would they? Describe okay. Can Ikadashi? I give them the, like the low budget interpretation <laughs>
1: and <laughs> you, you class it up a little bit? Okay. <laughs> so akadashi is a fast that um, people who worship Krishna they do every like 2 weeks like every i don't know fortnight moon night one of the <laughs> one of the something about the moon right and so every 2 weeks this moon thing happens and then we as the devotees of krishna we fast from grains and beans and anything delicious. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. And I do these these fasts and they're really hard for me because all I eat is, so what, what you do usually eat is you eat like fruits, you eat nuts, vegetables. you eat potatoes, you eat things that are not grains and beans. Every every two weeks on this very special day of Akadashi and if you actually read like every single Akadashi that exists throughout the calendar is very special to Lord Krishna and you yeah. get different benefits from just fasting and grains and beans. I, I just want to say place. it yeah. cracked
2: me up as you very austere, very difficult. We only eat fruit, uh, nuts, grains we can eat french fries we eat guacamole then we can make a little quinoa with some <laughs> roasted vegetables hey, and then it you know, depends on it depends people's
0: perspective.
1: You know I cook, agree okay? I agree and, and if you, you know, know how, how to cook if you know how to cook a is easy okay yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. like me then you're just eating a bunch of cherries oh, no, and guacamole my, okay? my dad always he
2: hates a because he lo- he feels his body constitution he needs bread he needs grains mm. so he suffers on a and he said before oh I'm just so excited to go to the spiritual world where there's no more a man <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, Wait to answer your question. It's a it's a fast that <laughs> yes. worshipers of Krishna do every two weeks, correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and in simple terms,
2: we like to cultivate, um, you know, trying to perform these austerities because then we're not constantly trying to satisfy our senses, and it just it's a time when you you can like dedicate more of your day towards spiritual life. You go inward and you think of right. Krishna more. Yeah, right. is there's, that?
0: The, there's
1: class it up now. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that's really good.
0: <laughs> I was also gonna say like a kadashi, um, for us is just a day to fast, but it's also a day. In which, because you don't have to cook, and that's such a big part of most people's lives, like eating at least, it's a time in which you can dedicate a little more time to reading spiritual books. You can listen, you can do more with that time in which you're not taking the time to cook and eat. Right. Um, it's also scientifically, I would have to pull the exact document, but it says that fasting, um, well, technically from all foods. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, every so often actually reduce the risk of cancer oh, and I've, heart I've attacks. Oh, I've watched a couple of TikToks
1: and, and, on this actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what you're TikTok. saying is oh, yeah. very correct. Actually. <laughs> but there are TikToks from doctors. They're TikToks from doctors oh, who, yeah. say, who talk about the benefits of fasting. And if you look at any major spiritual path or religion in the world, there's fasting included in, a,
0: in every right. single one. Yeah, super cool. So actually there's lots of benefits. But one of the things that you also mentioned is that so there's a whole year. And in this year, there's many account because they happen every... I think it was Fortnite. I think you're right. Fortnite? I just made that up. Is that, that, is up. that correct? Is that a Producer video game? Abijan? Oh, yeah.
1: It's every fortnight? Fortnite?
2: look
0: at fortnight.
1: you wow. yeah. look at me look at, yeah. look at me waxing and waning <laughs> on this knowledge <laughs> alright <laughs> okay sorry, sorry. No, you're good, in you're all you're humility good. <laughs> okay good <laughs> every time I say something good about myself I have to say in all humility and then I look up into the heavens and make sure I don't get struck by lightning <laughs> I love that sorry um, continue every fortnight no
0: yeah so um, what was it <laughs> oh yeah so um, if you read these stories so there's there's I don't know how many if, if it's every two weeks There might be 104 stories a year, roughly. Wow, yeah. Something like that. Anyways, so there's 104 stories. And that what it is is that these stories are derived from times in which people did Ikadashi and what benefits they reaped from it. So they'll Mm -hmm. be like, oh, there once was a king who did this, Mm -hmm. this, and that. And for doing this sacrifice, he received the following benefits. And every Ikadashi, it kind of ends with... Um, the benefits of the zikadashi is that it takes away your sins, all your sinful activities. And then um, if you follow the zikadashi thoroughly, you will get these benefits too. The right. king received it, you will receive it. And like, that's that's how it ends. And
1: I kind of love that because that's like a loophole right. to like get a lot of like <laughs> spiritual credit. Yeah, because if you think about it, Srila Prabhupada, who brought
2: this ancient wisdom to the West, he almost kind of negotiated the deal for us already. Because <laughs> We don't have to do these elaborate yagyas and, and sacrifices. We just... Just uh, fast from whatever, grains, beans, whatever's like uh, within the parameters of ecotasy. And yeah. like I said, he already then negotiated that. So it has to be because the words of a pure devotee are always true. Ooh, loophole. <laughs>
1: okay. So if you are interested, this is not propaganda or anything, but if you're interested in the <laughs> process or whatnot, and if you are thinking about fasting for ecotasy, send us a DM on at Modern Yoga Podcast. Yes. And we can send... And also send us the location, like the city that you're in. And we can send you a website where it shows all of the Akadashi dates for the year in yeah. your city. Yeah, yeah. We can
0: also send you... uh When Shama uh was starting to do Akadashis, I made her a little card. Oh, my God. With all the things you can... Like are not... great. You're, you can and cannot eat kind of thing. And if you want a little cheat sheet that for Akadashi, we can send you one yeah. of those. Yeah. You
1: should... Like, she laminated this card and I still look at it to this day because every nice. college, I'm like, Oh, can't use this oil. Oh, but I can eat this. Oh, I can eat this. So she will mail that out to every single person
0: for free. I will send you a digital <laughs> copy of it. Happily. Never mind. She will send you a digital copy of it. For happily. Free.
1: <laughs> just send us your email, uh, DM us your email, and we'll do that for you. Yeah.
0: I just, anyway, so basically, the idea of this um, text where it says, those whose sinful activities are completely eradicated. I just thought about it, Kadashis, because that's one way for you to, you know, c- do sacrifice to receive the benefit of your sinful actions being eradicated. And I just thought that was a cool connection. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So what is this verse really saying? So people who have done good stuff in the past, mm-hmm. their sins from the past are erased. They are free from delusion and they engage themselves in loving Krishna and right. knowing Krishna. Correct. And del-
2: exactly. And delusion is basically <clears> this world, as we've talked about, has so many dualities You're not bewildered when some tragic event comes your way and you're like, why God, why? Why did this happen to me? You understand kind of how to reframe situations that you pass through. And I love, like we had said, this line that says with determination, because it reminds me, my spiritual master often said, the difference with a devotee and a pure devotee, it's focus. It's Mm. the focus that they have. It's not like you maybe look at a pure some pure devotees like Srila Prabhupada really are empowered beings who come into this world. But oftentimes you might look at a great personality and think, whoa, I can never be there no anyone has the opportunity to reach that platform if you're focused if you're determined yeah and And that's just the difference what
1: helps with determination there's this point in the purport that says the elevation is possible in krishna consciousness Mm. in the association of pure devotees Mm. for in that association of great devotees one can be delivered from delusion what does that mean I love that. It means hanging out with people who (laughs) also love Krishna. Yeah, exactly. It helps a million. It really does. I mean, if you want to hang out with people who are really into, uh, what's that Spanish singer that you like? Alejandro San <laughs> well, so I yeah, love that you brought right? it up I so wasn't gonna If you want to develop Your love for him more You hang out with groupies You buy You <laughs> like You like follow him on TikTok yeah. You do all the things Right because You hang around with people Who like a certain thing You're gonna like that Certain right. thing even more It's you like know what what I mean? infectious And the line right under that
2: Because I like That's one of the biggest parts Of this purport Is association is key yes. Right So the part underneath says That if one actually Wants to be liberated He must render service To the devotees Because in this line We talk about we're servant of the servant of the servant. And actually the person who is serving everyone else is the highest position. So oftentimes that's backward from modern day society. We think the person that's being served, it's the highest. Mm -hmm. The king who sits on the grand opulent throne, he must be the highest. But no, in our our line, it's the opposite. Servant of the servant of the servant. I kind of love that. Me too. You want to serve the devotees. And Srila Prabhupada who brought all this, when he first came and it was just all of these uh, young kids, these hippies that didn't know about this ancient philosophy, he was serving them. He was cooking food for them. He was waiting in the back of the line to use the restroom. All these things that you can read about his life that he really embodied that service mentality. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's not always easy. I remember when I first got into Krishna consciousness, like I still had a lot of like material friends and like a lot of friends who were not into spirituality. And then I had this small group of spiritual friends and I always kept them very separate. Mm-hmm. And like, did not mix church and state You know what I mean <laughs> and, so, and so I very much kept them Right um, Very separate And then what I started To realize When we start When I started just hanging out With my spiritual friends more I started to lose taste For the things that right. Me and my material friends Used to hang out And talk about You know what I mean And right. it happened gradually And it didn't happen Because it was forced You right, know It right. just happened gradually Because like I, I wanted I was looking for Something deeper Right So if that's what You're looking for In your life Hang out with people Who want to do more spiritual things yeah. because I promise you, it'll change your life. Right. You know, you touched upon the second bigger, there was only
2: two points in this purport that I thought, okay, I really want to talk about. Number one, you talked about as association and you said the word gradually just now, which is the second point that I think is very big to emphasize because oftentimes we get impatient that when is it going to finally happen? I'm doing everything right. I still have all these desires. I'm, I'm suffering. Whoa, is me. But it says, okay, if we've done all these things, we've passed our lives practicing the principles of religion acted piously, conquered sinful reactions, done devotional service, all these check, checklists. check, 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 check. Yeah. If we've done all of that, <laughs> then it says this word twice. We gradually rise to pure knowledge of the Supreme, of Krishna. And then gradually after that, we can meditate in trance, in samadhi, in love and devotion, on the Supreme platform, uh, on the Supreme personality of Godhead. And that is the process of being situated on the spiritual platform. But it's a very gradual process because yeah. if we've been in this cycle for thousands and thousands of lives, it's not going to happen like a light switch. I've brought this analogy forward, but it's like unplugging a fan where it takes a bit for the blades to finally stop running, even when you've unplugged it. 100%. So it'll take Rome wasn't sec. built
1: in a day, right? Rome
0: wasn't <laughs> built in a day. <laughs> wasn't yeah. built in a day. All
1: right. Anything else on this verse?
0: That was really sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really like this verse. It's very beautiful. (laughs) You know,
2: uh, under the thought of association is key. Uh, I like, because the line underneath talks about kind of who we associate with. And Srila Prabhupada used to say something along the lines of, show me who you, who your friends are or who your circle is. And I'll tell you who you are because if we think I'm so above who I always spend my time with, then that's a little, a little, how do I say inflated of you? Because you know what? Inevitably you're going to kind of rub off. They'll rub off on you. You'll rub off on them. And you're going to be a whole kind of, um, uh, accumulation of everyone's kind of consciousness Mm -hmm. there you know Mm -hmm. so associate with people who are higher than you so you could absorb their association it's very powerful like whoever
1: you hang out with like is very powerful it has so such an impact on so many layers of your consciousness and like you might not notice it but then eventually (laughs) you're like oh oh my god yeah Yeah. I've been hanging out with these druggies and now I'm a druggie (laughs) I think (laughs) think it takes some humility
2: to admit that like we like think no I'm not gonna be influenced bomb you know whatever as a kid
0: I mean it's like everyday living like even if it's in small influences like you might be thinking like oh they're not gonna shift my whole personality just because I'm hanging out with them but slowly you'll actually see like even small stuff that you like okay let's say you start changing your taste in music because of who they are like Mm. even little things or you maybe add that into yours and that's not necessarily a bad thing but there's bad things that you can get from other people that are not like what you want. Yeah, right? right.
2: You know, my spiritual master, along with what you just said, Priya, he all, a lot of times illustrated this point that when the energy, the material energy enters through one outlet, it might might come out through a different outlet. And he gave this whole story, but the gist of it was there was this great sage or I'm forgetting exactly who, but let's say a very elevated personality who was like celibate, all pure, all... Well, I mean, he was still in this material realm working on his own things. We'll just call him Sagey McSage. Sagey McSage. (laughs) (laughs) And And someone sent like a a woman to try to deviate him from his path. And he didn't mix with that woman, but that night, Maharaj always talks about how that night he went home and that was the first time in a long time he lay with his wife, so to speak. So he was saying the story to illustrate that when we, let's say we constantly watch TV or listen to music that has a certain state of consciousness, we're going to be affected and that's going to come out through different avenues, through different outlets. So like the material energy is strong and if we consume it, it's going to have its effect. We can't think we're above that. That's it kind true. of is within you and it's going to have to find an outlet of release, you mm-hmm. know? So he would tell the story. I wish I remembered the exact name, but that was the gist of it.
1: <laughs> Super nice. That was really nice. All right. Text
2: right. Right. 29,
1: on? Shama Sangeeta. All right. Text 20, 29, intelligent persons who are endeavoring for liberation from old age and death, take refuge in me in devotional service. They are actually Brahman because they entirely know everything about transcendental activities. All right. So we're going to break this down a bit
2: and talk also about what Brahman means, because this to me sounds, you know, how we've often talked about, a pure devotee doesn't want to just achieve liberation from this world. We just want to serve Krishna with love and devotion. And
0: before you start that, would you, do you want to read it one more time? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Just and I think yeah. uh, I think the then. first
1: part is the first sentence is self-explanatory. I think the the harder part is the second sentence. So let me what? read the first one. Okay. Intelligent persons who are endeavoring for liberation from old age and death mm-hmm. take refuge in me, Krishna, in devotional service. Which is makes sense because we as we mentioned the path in the past, birth, death, and old age and disease do not affect the spiritual, right. in our spiritual body. It does not, body, does not right? exist. It doesn't right. exist in the spiritual world. It yeah. only exists in this material world, right? It right? is
2: by definition, if it's material, it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. So yeah. that which goes
1: beyond. So smart people who are trying to get liberated, they try to focus on Krishna. Essentially, right. that's what the first sentence means, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now this is where it gets a little fun, okay? <laughs> They're they are actually Brahman because they entirely know everything about transcendental activities. So I think, all right go ladies, go
2: all right. Ready. <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready. No uh I looked up in the glossary and Brahman It might be confusing because Brahman has a few um, definitions. Number one, Brahman is the individual soul. So, okay, that's us. We have a material body and a spiritual soul. So Brahman can refer to the soul. The spirit, yeah. Yeah. Number two, Brahman is also the impersonal, all-pervasive aspect of the supreme. So we've talked about... Krishna, our God, is a person with an actual form, a spiritual form, nonetheless, but a person, but his impersonal energy, that which surrounds all of this, like when we go in nature and we feel connected to God's presence, that is also his impersonal energy. It's Krishna's energy infusing everything. So that's also Brahman, the impersonal, all pervasive, it's everywhere aspect of the Supreme. Third definition, Brahman is also the Supreme Personality of Godhead because It's Krishna. It's his energy infusing the impersonal creation. That's also him. You can't separate the two. And the last definition is... The mahatatva, or the total material substance, that's also Brahman.
1: So which definition are we talking about in this verse, right? Because he's talking about people who want to be liberated, <clears throat> they focus on Krishna, right? Right. And then Krishna says they are actually Brahman. Well, I yeah.
0: mean, it said Prabhupada says it in actually the poor I, Let's I, do it. It says only persons who perform activities in Krishna consciousness are actually entitled to be called Brahman because they're mm. actually endeav- endeavoring to reach the Krishna planet, such persons have no misgivings about Krishna, and thus they are factually Brahman. So These
1: are s- like like next level people who really like next level devotees, right? right? right. Like yeah. are, we're like trying to get to that level of devotion, right? right? But
2: they know everything about the transcendental activities, they're learning it, they're they're constantly wanting to bathe their mind in that realm yeah not only they're, that
0: they're endeavoring to reach krishna's planet right like that's how it was phrased like heaven right yeah they're trying to reach like for for a lot of us i mean uh, let's just say putting it out there for a lot of people they might think oh yes i'm a devotee but it might take me a lot of lifetimes to get to krishna like mm-hmm. i might not be quite ready just yet like i don't know if i could give up all the things and like focus so so sincerely in this path right i don't know maybe that's but yeah anyways that's a perspective out there right, right. Mm-hmm. so they're, on the opposite hand, you have people who can be 13, 20, 40, 50, 60, who are like, this is my mission. I am going back to hmm. to heaven. I am going back to Krishna. I'm doing these things. I'm focused. This is my life. This is my endeavor. Like those people. I think that's who we're referring to here as Brahman. So you know, next level,
2: next level devotees. Very dedicated. You know what yes. I want to say? I love, Priya, that you brought up. Okay, yeah, it, I, I, you often hear this almost division. Okay, people who want to stay in the slow lane and people who want to go on the fast track. But what popped into my head was my guru, Kadambakana Maharaj would always talk about it is possible for us. My perspective is we can go back home in this life. And I mm. want to make that accessible for everybody. So no one feels that just, hmm, maybe next round this... I'm out of the race now, you know? I feel like,
0: I think most gurus have that same feeling and mentality and they want to encourage because I, Indra is does the same, says the same thing. I've heard, I've heard many gurus say the same thing. I think it it sometimes takes a little while for people to click in and and like buy, like say like, okay, yes, this is, this is the life, you know, this is, I'm going to go in the fast lane, like you were saying, because it is complicated. There's so many anartas, right? Like that we have to cleanse from our heart. And
1: earthers are like the weeds of like ignorance that we have, like a uh, kind of bad qualities, the things right? We have bad to qualities, yeah. just Our like all ego, traumas,
0: yeah. ego, like all Jealousy, those things. anger, right, greed, right? Right? all that and We stuff. have all these things that kind of hold us back from like fully committing like to that full life of spirituality entirely, right? Right, right.
2: Well, and you know what I wanted to say since, yeah, most gurus have this perspective and I heard it most recently then from mine who really emphasize we can go back home in this lifetime. And I've talked before how he's already passed away. So if you watch the final video message that he ever released, he recorded a video when he was weeks away from dying and he wasn't already eating or drinking at that point. And no one saw the video till after he passed. And the video was so powerful. You could al- you could tell he was already seeing beyond. It wasn't just something he was repeating from the scriptures. He was really, experiencing the other side already with a foot already there, just waiting to kind of fully go. And he said, stay on the path. Please, please, just whatever you do, stay on the path. Don't slack. Don't let everything kind of crumble. Stay. And I promise you, I will be there waiting on the other side. And that almost urgency, you know, made me feel like, a God brother of mine said, man, I just want to go back to the spiritual world just to see him again. So Mm. really having him there added this, this feeling of urgency that might've not been there before. It's almost as if the veil to the other side lifted a little more. And I just want to see Maharaj again, you know? So when we have these great personalities in this line, really like showing us the path and grabbing our hands and like climbing there with us. It's beautiful. And that connects to why association is so key because you can really do it in this life. Just surround yourself with the people who inspire you to want to do that.
1: That's beautiful. I got goosebumps when you were (laughs) recalling what what his message and whatnot. That's really, really beautiful. I like, and I love that sense of, that sense of urgency. It does take a lot of hard work. Yeah. This entire life. Uh, in our spiritual life, it's not easy. It's a lot of giving up a lot of material things, letting go of our ego, letting go of our material desires, like right. f- hanging out with devotees, performing devotional service, chanting Krishna's names. Like it is not easy and it it's not for the faint of heart, right. but he, it's, like he said, it's like, it's worth it. And you it's know? the
2: most rewarding thing.
0: Yeah. And I was going to say, it's also very joyful. Yeah. Right? I, that's one thing I love about Krishna consciousness and like this bhakti path that I've always felt. It's like... I I grew up in it and I always just felt so much joy. There's no reason for me to walk away because I'm so happy with devotees, with Krishna and doing these activities and living this life. Um, I can't picture anything more happy and just... fulfilling and just like that warm hug you feel from someone, you
1: know? No, I, and it's true. Right. And I think like when you look at someone who is on this path and they're doing it, they are really happy. I remember a time I was, um, in, in Germany and, and I was with a friend of mine and like Germans aren't known to be the most like happy people you know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean like they're not known maybe to not be, so expressive like, hunky-dory cheery people <laughs> you know it's mean? like, just you know it, is, you what it is what it is right yeah. and so I remember I took my friend who was new to Christian consciousness I took her to the temple in Germany and there was a whole bunch of German devotees that were singing and dancing and just like biggest smiles on their face and she turned me she turned to me and she goes this is what is happening here because mm-hmm. Germans are never this happy. <laughs> and I said yeah. these are German devotees. There's uh, a difference. Yeah. It's so crazy, that right? Gave yeah. me goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true though, right? And there's like this joy that you mentioned, Priya, mm. that is, you know, yeah. priceless.
0: So even though it's hard, there is there's so much good yeah. in it. You know, there's yeah. so much happiness and joy and, and, and it's worth it. Like you guys were saying.
2: Yeah. It's not, I like the, the emphasis on joy because it's not a path that we have to trudge through. Like. uh the words of Kadamba keep coming to my head because even about this point he says if we try to rely on our own self and our own skills like I can do this I'm just gonna chant my rounds and oh, make through, make it through that's not gonna last the rest of your life you know you have to if you're feeling stuck which it probably will happen at moments you know yeah. just like a relationship that ebbs and flows think of any marriage any relationship in this world it's not always the peaks yeah. there's all emotions it's very real and we're developing a real relationship with the supreme so there's gonna be moments that you're not inspired. So that just means do something to re-inspire yourself. That he always says, if you're looking at a menu of everything you can possibly do in Krishna consciousness, and you go to the section that says, Chant 16 rounds, follow the four regulative principles. That's like the side that says boring and you're just choosing to follow that. Spiritual life is so exciting and so fun. Yeah. And his disciple, my God brother, Keshav Swami says, the Bhagavad Gita is a love book. It's a book of love, of developing divine love for Krishna. And I loved how he worded it, it's, it's, it's a book of love. Wow, we might think it's so rigid, so many rules and regulations, but at its core, we're, the, the book is to get us to a feeling and we're developing love. And if you think of it in that way, it's a love story. It's so joyful.
0: Yeah. And the cool thing about what you just said, I really like that. It's also a love story to yourself. Yeah. I, I think like if you look at some of the previous chapters we've seen, even though it sounds rigid, it's all for the sake of our well-being. It's self-care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. and, you know, it's like, okay, you know, don't eat too much or eat too little. Or like... Don't sleep too much, sleep too little. Yeah. Like all these things are like meditate, take time to be peaceful. Like all of these things are actually for our like general happiness and, and well-being. mental sanity. Right. Mental sanity. You <laughs> right. know, so it's like, it's this beautiful thing to take care of your body, to, to learn more, to develop love. It's, it's, it seems rigid, but I think there's so much once you put the whole message together, Right, it's so beautiful. And yeah, it's exactly inspiring. What you're saying.
2: It is for us because when we're disconnected from our source, we're incomplete. And only when we reconnect to that, love that's dormant within us is when we're truly complete, we're connected to what we're meant to be connected to. So that's a state of completeness. I love the last thing in the purport. It says, yeah, there's no birth, death, old age, and disease for the spiritual body. So one who attains a spiritual body becomes one of the associates of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And that's what we are. We're spirit. So it is said that one should understand that he is Brahman, spirit soul. And that's the connection Mm. to the text. We are a spirit soul, not a material body.
1: Love that. Ladies, are we
0: ready, <laughs> are we, are we ready? <laughs> <laughs> for
1: the last verse? No, no, no. Like, Let me
0: say something so we don't move to the last verse. <laughs> oh, no, I
1: no, don't no, 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 no. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's
0: try this.
2: <laughs> Three. Wait, no. No, no. Wait, wait. No. Okay, go ahead. Go okay, okay, got
0: okay, okay. okay, no. I was just going to say that. <laughs> you weren't <laughs> Actually, joking. I, 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 I was okay, continue. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, no, no. I was just going to say that uh, this whole idea of like, we've talked about this before, old age, um... Birth and disease mm-hmm. uh, they just like I don't know At this point There's a casual sentence That we say a lot In the Gita. It almost birth, like death, Old age disease But uh, I've For the last couple of years I feel like I've been around More elderly people And they're spiritual Elderly people And every time I interact With them um, it It's It really gives More perspective mm-hmm. To old age mm-hmm. We oh, don't yeah. Realize what we have until we lose it. Oh Oh, yeah. Like our health? Our health, our like movements, lack of pain, these things. This is
2: foreshadowing what, it talks a lot about this in chapter eight. Amazing. Yeah, we're gonna get there but that's a little kind of like preview. Just,
0: I mean, I don't know, I just just thought about that and the reality, like thinking that there is a place without pain, like right now Mm -hmm. I'm sore and I'm like thinking, imagine not being sore. I can't right now. (laughs) But (laughs) just this thought of like no disease, no Old age, no pain, pain. yeah, no back pain. I don't know. That just just came into my mind. I'm so sorry. Now, make the grand announcement, ladies. (laughs) Are we ready for
1: the last verse of chapter seven? No way. This is a three text episode. (laughs) I know. Hopefully, we're gonna try to keep them all three text episodes (laughs) and above, but we'll work on it. All right, all right. Chapter seven,
2: text number thirty. Those in full consciousness of me. Says Krishna, who know me, the supreme Lord, to be the governing principle of the material manifestation, of the demigods, and of all methods of sacrifice, can understand and know me, the supreme personality of Godhead, even at the time of death. Mm. Ooh, break that down. This is a big one, yeah. actually, and it's like the encompassing text that says all the things all the, of texts the whole we're chapter. Yeah. Right, right. So, okay, those in full consciousness of me, who know me, the supreme Lord. What is full consciousness is when we're fully aware, we understand Krishna, Mm -hmm. we, well, how much can we really understand? We're trying to understand Krishna, Krishna, (laughs) who know me. Okay. We're learning about his qualities, about his attributes, how he is, what are his pastimes? Because as we've said, to know someone is to love someone. So we can't really love someone if we barely even know what they're like. Okay. So if we, if we, if we know Krishna, to be the governing principle of the material manifestation. What so,
1: a sentence.
0: Okay. What does that mean? To, to be th- understand that he is... The creator mm-hmm. of the, co- the material, yeah. The the creator, the maintainer, like the, the origin,
2: the everything, the everything, the, the, the blueprint, of, yeah, the blueprint, yeah. the cause of all causes, the architect. Of, and the, what is the mate- the material is Everything, everything, and everything in all our cosmos the and the beyond. Every the
0: turtles, the fishies, the us. turtles. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: and all <laughs> the cosmos <I> love that. <laughs> of the demigods. And of all methods of sacrifice. So everything that's within this material manifestation. But he's
0: also saying governing principle, meaning like the CEO Mm. of these things as well. Yes. Right. Like the main, the head of state for.
2: Like everything comes from him, whether they're us, jivas, souls, or even above us, the demigods, or even above that. Like everything, 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 everything is from him.
0: Mm-hmm. And he, I think he's also saying he's a governing principle of all methods of sacrifice. Like right. he, he's the creator of all of these things. Right. Everything. Yeah.
1: The everything of everything.
2: So when <laughs> yes. we know all of that to be coming from him and can understand and know me, the supreme personality of Godhead, even at the time of death. So basically saying that when death comes, if you know all these things and if spent your life really learning about Krishna, practicing to develop your relationship with him, then you can really understand and know him at the t- even at the time
1: of death. Okay. So have we ever talked about this notion before at the time of death? Because mm. I think it's really important for us to understand in this particular philosophy, in this tradition, in Krishna consciousness, the most important time <laughs> of your entire life mm. is the moment of death because it says, and we'll talk about this. This will be um, further on in the Gita, but Krishna says that whatever you think about Mm -hmm. at the moment of death, that is what you attain in your next life. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking of you're super, super attached to Fluffy, your cat (laughs) and you're so attached and you love Fluffy, like you will be with Fluffy again in your next life. Or you might be Fluffy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like you might, you whatever sister. yeah, his yeah. sister, right? So like this notion of the moment of death is very, very important in the Gita. And I don't want anybody to take this very lightly because it is such an important moment. We right. are working towards, our entire lives are working towards this one moment, right? Yeah, and you
0: might think like, oh, why does my whole life not matter? But that's like, that's not it. The whole thing is... We're working to remember God it's at a the life. end of our lives. Like yeah. think about uh, some when someone scares you, what do you yell? Like when, ah! when so, you know, like when something crazy happens, even Ooh. when someone breaks really hard in the car, <laughs> what's the first reaction you have? Do you think of God or do you think I'm going to die? You know, like yeah, well, what is right. your reaction? In fact, for me, <laughs> that was one thing I, I kind of uh, trained myself into and I don't necessarily do it anymore, but um, I trained myself into anytime I got scared in the car, if someone was like breaking too hard or like... Like I saw something coming, I go, Tanya or like Krishna you know oh, like, you like out of continue fear continue doing it that's hilarious I mean <laughs> and also very good for your
1: spiritual life I, yeah, I
0: know and I just thought if I were to die in this moment I hope that counts if I just train myself to do this you know yeah. then that's um, but right. yeah it's it's not about the fact that your life doesn't matter and only death matters mm-hmm. but rather that it's a whole life in preparation yeah exactly. and if you're thinking
1: of Krishna at the time of death then you will go to Krishna if you're and, thinking of mm-hmm. Fluffy you'll go to Fluffy you're thinking about your husband you'll go another lifetime With your husband, right? Mm -hmm. So, whatever you have spent your entire life practicing and being attached to, that's what you will achieve if you think about
2: it at the time of death. And this is a very important point about death that I want to bring up that's unique to the Vedic literature because in this material realm, normally death kind of breaks a relationship because you know, no matter how beautiful, real, and loving the relationship is, at the time of death, it's going to end. But when it's in the realm of the spiritual, death is the opportunity for the ultimate relationship maker. Because Rude. here Krishna says, we attain him if we think of him at the end of our life. So death then is a segue or an opportunity to have the relationship go even deeper and to be reunited with our source. So that's, that's why Keshav Maraj used to always say, death is the opportunity for the ultimate relationship maker.
0: And that's, that's really who, sweet because that's a, that's a way to kind of uh, think of death in a more, um, I lost my heart, lighthearted or, light
1: heart, light hearted <laughs> or light auspicious hearted. or nicer way. I, I don't know where I was going. My brain just
0: went blank. Sorry. Go on.
1: But it's, it is, no, no, I think I, I think I know what you're trying to say. It's like, it's a way to make less deaths, uh, make death less scary. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. and that's how we know if
2: something is really real and eternal, if death will be what parts us or death will be re- what reunites us. Because Ooh. at the time of death, I mean, Kadamba Kanamaraj said, I'll be there waiting for you. You know, he's going to be there. So I'll hopefully have made the most of this life to be reunited with him, to be reunited with Krishna. So all these things that
1: death is the door, the opportunity for the ultimate relationship maker. Yeah. And if you've spent your whole life, like cultivating this relationship with Krishna, it, then it'll be easy for you to remember Krishna right, right. at the time mm-hmm. of death. But you also have to remember you're dealing with old age and disease, right? Oh, and your so body's much. not, and your mind might not be in the right place. Your right. body's not in the right place. But if you have spent your entire life thinking about Krishna and serving Krishna and chanting Krishna's name, then right. at the time of death, it's a lot easier.
0: It's like if like, if you imagine going on a roller coaster right now, and like one you've never been in on... (laughs) Yeah. Before, and it's really fast and it's really scary. And, like, are you really thinking of Krishna in that time, right? But what if you go to, like, let's say Six Flags all the time, and every time you get on a roller coaster, you go, Krishna, and like <laughs> you practice that? And <laughs> now, next, when you get to another roller coaster, you're gonna think, Krishna.
2: So, we'll be seeing you at roller coasters. I was <laughs> <laughs> told, it. let's go to Six Flags and do that
1: to okay. you. <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh. Oh, no,
2: and awesome. you know what? There's part of the purport that talks about, again, this um gradual process and association and how it plays into the death because it says, gradually. Over time, by such transcendental association, so meaning when we really spend time with people who uplift us, who inspire us, who keep us on the path, then one becomes convinced of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Because let's be real, many times we run into doubts, into different things in our heart which don't fully convince us. Because if we were really convinced, boy, then, I don't know, we'd be crying tears of love for our eternal source, so it helps really convince us of Krishna and then at the time of death, a Krishna conscious person can never forget Krishna and then will be promoted to
0: the planet of Krishna. Goloka mm-hmm. Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah. the main destination. I love that. Yes. I, I also, there's like another thing I could say about death or, you know, I, well, I'll say it. So basically another thing I really love about Krishna consciousness and this idea of death is I have seen multiple people die because I'm a devotee. And it's kind of interesting and and unique. Not everyone has this experience, especially of people who you're not related to seeing them die. And what I really appreciate also about that is the community. Most people die by themselves. Mm, Most people yeah. die alone. Right. Most people have Afraid. fear at the end of their death, uh, at the end of their life, right? And and what I've seen in this community and this, you know, tradition is that people come together to be there and support and they're singing and they're, and it's just, it's actually beautiful to think that one day I will build this community for myself in which I will have people there with all my the well wishes reminding yeah. me of Krishna in those last moments. Exactly. Right? And that's another reason for the association. Exactly. Right?
1: Oh my like, God. That just made me teary eye <laughs> just now. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh what Go reached ahead. you there? Oh my God, I because because we're part of Priya's community, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, it's we're going to be doing that, you know? Oh, oh, so I, you were like visualizing like yeah. each of us <laughs> at the
2: time of death, surrounded by each other. Yeah. And yeah. with Shama Sangita wiping tears, that's how we're reaching the end of this episode. Let me beautiful
0: let's yes, recap it. Yes, so yes, recap. Basically, this is the last text of chapter seven, and we discussed so many things. We discussed about people in distress, inquisitive people, people who want material necessities, knowledge of the Brahman, knowledge of Paramatma liberation from birth and death and disease and worship and all of this, all of these things are encompassed in here. And it kind of comes together in this little bow in which is, um, if we take pleasure in hearing and glorifying Krishna, if we take pleasure in understanding him better, we will come, doesn't matter where you're coming from, whether you're coming from being distressed, whether you're just curious, whether you actually have material need, Krishna's here for you and Mm -hmm. there is a path for you. And um, yeah, this is knowledge of the absolute. And, you know, I love
2: it because that determined faith after you do all those things that Priya kind of, it's like a beautiful checklist. That is the beginning of bhakti yoga or transcendental loving service. And this seventh chapter of the Bhagavad Gita is the substance of that conviction.
1: Love that. Please join us next time for chapter eight. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. See you next time.